again, everyone. Merry Christmas and good morning. It's time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews, local sports news information, and local sports talk. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone bench warmers. Alan Sanders is back in our WBHF studios. We have Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection already. We'll hear from Brad Stevens and maybe even Matt Santini a little later on in the morning. And we welcome you to Bartow Sports Zone. On today's show, our final show of 2022, our guest will be Excel Christian Academy boys basketball coach and athletic director David Archer, Jr., and the boys basketball coach at Adairsville High School, Alex Dispro. And then in the second hour, we'll talk about the performance by Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jags last night on Thursday Night Football. And then we'll catch you up on some local basketball and wrestling and then discuss some of the college bowl games that are coming up. And then in particular, zero in on the big college football playoff semifinals that are coming up on New Year's Eve. So we hope you'll stick around for the next couple of hours. We're glad you've joined us. And we remind you that we're brought to you by All-Star Roofing, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, Wilson Pools, Hydro Pro Wash, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Latitude Blue, All Weather Heating and Air, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Schottenkirk Honda, First Class Collision Center, and Three-Way Campers. You can also find us online at BartosportZone.com where you can always get your daily local sports news and updates. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And you can always find our free podcast downloads anywhere you uh, search for your favorite podcast. So uh, let's uh, get things started this morning and welcome in our opening guest of the morning, Coach David Archer, coach of the Excel Christian Academy Eagles basketball team and athletic director out at Excel Christian Academy. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are you guys? Very well. Uh, everybody's uh, up and going and getting ready for our Christmas uh, activities with our families if they've not already started uh, and getting those things going. Welcome back to the Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Merry Christmas to you. Absolutely. A lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, may still not be totally familiar with where you guys are playing your home games, Coach. Uh, tell us a little bit about, first of all, the school location now and then the location for uh, your middle school and high school basketball games. Well, the school location is now in Emerson, actually in in, in downtown Emerson, um, there behind the uh, city hall and, and police station in what was the old um, Emerson Elementary School. And uh, we are playing our home games currently at Liberty Square Church, at the Church of Liberty Square. Very good. Um, I, I know that uh, those are kind of across town from one another. So a lot of times uh, uh, when people ask me questions about it, they're not real sure. But uh, uh, are there plans to move uh, the uh, facility or, or whatever at the old Emerson Elementary location? Absolutely. Uh, there have been several different things that have been, you know, tossed around. Um, the latest one is to take the old gym that, you know, the existing gym at the school right. building in Emerson and, you know, knock some walls out and, and extend because the court that's in there currently 
as you all know, um, is not regulation size. It's very, very short. Um, and we practice there a lot. And it actually, you know, creates a little bit of a dilemma for us when we step foot on on uh, 84 feet and, and even um, even worse, 94 feet uh, floors. And, you know, we have to extend our legs a little bit more as opposed to what we're used to doing in practice. Sure. Uh, I can tell you, David, uh, I probably knocked down one or two points uh, in a couple of junior high games back in the day in that old Emerson gym. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we had a lot of those gyms back in the old junior high days. Uh, all of the There were eight schools in the county that played in a, a league of their own, and it was uh, always interesting back in those days. Uh, before we get started talking about um, this year's boys team, uh, and that will be our focus this morning, you've started girls basketball again at Excel. I realize they're still looking for their first win, but uh, fill us in a little bit about the progress of, of developing that program again. Gosh, the, you know, the first thing is to get started again, right? And and um, so we've been able to accomplish that <clears throat> Um Katie Jones is our head coach, and she's assisted by uh, Lachaz Phillips and a, a couple of other people. And you know, it's been it's been a tough go for them. Uh, but the most important thing is to get them back out on the court and and get them um, you know <clears throat> acclimated to playing. They're very very young, um, and we're just hoping that that will set the tone for you know the building blocks to to um, build something that, that is going to be competitive down the road. Sure. Let's um, circle back to the boys' team. I know you've got folks helping you in this final minute before our first commercial break. Tell us real quickly who's helping with the boys' program. Uh, we have Lachaz Phillips, who is you know helping with the girls, but also on the boys' side. Uh, Lachaz is also uh, our head coach for our JV group. We actually have enough to to have some JV games as well. And uh, Tori Phillips is our middle school boys coach. And, you know, those are guys that, that um, have been uh, around for a while. Uh, they're former players of mine, which is kind of the, the MO for, for my assistants throughout the years. I like to have uh, guys who, who have uh, been in my programs before because they understand our system. He's David Archer, Jr., head coach of the Excel Christian Academy Eagles. We'll take a break and be back to talk some more. Accidents will happen, but when the unfortunate happens to you, let First Class Collision Center be your partner in repairs. First Class provides quality auto body and interior repair while working with all insurance companies and maintaining a Google five-star customer rating. Call First Class at 770-755-2200 to schedule your free no-obligation estimate today. Our shop now handles big truck repairs too. First Class Collision Center, because it has to be perfect. Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and U.S. 41 North of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of Cartersville on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Yet. 
Good morning, friends. Merry Christmas, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Alan Sanders in the WBHF studio and uh, Jackson Hyde on our Zoom connection along with Coach David Archer of the Excel Eagles. Coach, uh, we'll get to your boys' roster here in just a moment, but Excel has made a change in its state athletic association, leaving GHSA for the Georgia Association of Private and Parochial Schools, or GAPS, if you will. Tell us a little bit about that decision and how you see that working out for the Eagles. Well, I think it was just, you know, and we had this conversation uh, year before last, um, and I was advocating for that at that point in time. Um, I just think that it's it's the best move for <clears throat> our school in terms of the size of the school and, you know, enrollment and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, we were the second smallest school involved in GHSA athletics. I think that it put us at a disadvantage, um, especially if you're, you know, working to follow the um, um, recruiting rules that are in place for GHSA and GAPS. I mean, actually, GAPS rules are the same as GHSA. They pretty much copied uh, the GHSA um, rule standards with a few things here and there. Um, there are some, you know, a few differences, but but uh, for the most part, with the size of our school and, and the participation levels uh, in terms of numbers, it was just a better move for us. Um, you know, and it remains to be seen. I mean, you know, a, a lot of people are, are of the opinion that, you know, GAPS is, is um, you know, the competition is not as, as good and and we have yet to really experience that uh we've played two uh, on the boys side we played two region games um both against oakwood academy we were able to pull those games out but you know what we play after the break um is probably going to be a challenge for us and and um you know but to 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 combat that we made sure to schedule a, a very, very uh, strong non-region uh, schedule, which, you know, you can still schedule games against GHSA opponents. And right. we've done that. In GAPS, there are several different classifications. Excels in Division One AA. Without going into a whole lot of difference, uh, a whole lot of discussion, can you tell us a little bit about what the differences are in Division One and Division Two, and then the various levels? Yeah, mainly, mainly it's enrollment levels. And, and, you know, actually we could have been in um, the, you know, the, the division that had the lower numbers of, of um, enrollment, but we also kind of understood the, the competition level and those different, you know, and those different classifications. And so we chose to be in the, the classification that we're in so that we could ensure playing against some some decent level competition. Well, let's squeeze in some time to let, let us focus in on your team. You're five and five playing a what I would call a challenging schedule for Excel. Share with our audience a little bit about the progress of the team so far and then run through your roster real quick for us. Okay. Well, um, like, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're, um, we're a small team. Um, you know, we, we had a couple of, uh, taller kids that wound up transferring, unfortunately, uh, for us, but I guess fortunately for them, uh, with, with their family move, but, uh, it's left us small. Um, we're having to play, 
uh, uh, you know, pretty much all guard rotation. Um, and we're in, in, in doing so, we're trying to, to make it up tempo whenever we can. Um, there are times we have to slow the game down based on whoever we're playing against. And as you said, we're, you know, we're, we're playing against a tough schedule. Um, you know, we've, you know, the five games we've lost, four of them we've been in uh, late with opportunities to, to possibly pull out victories in those games. So we're, we're very pleased with that. Um, you know, next week we'll be in the Adairsville holiday tournament. Uh, Going to be very, very tough. Um, you know, we'll, we'll play um, um, three games in that, that tournament. Uh, the first game will be against South Paulding who is currently seven and three and have played a very tough schedule in their own right. And that's going to be a really tough task for us. Right after the break, we, we uh, go up to Christian heritage. Christian heritage is eight and zero right now. Um, um, you know, we played them in the past in, in our GHSA region and they're, they're better now than they were um, in the previous years. So we, we, you know, we built that on purpose. We built that tough schedule on purpose um, after that early uh, January game, we'll get back into our region play and, and see how things go. Um, in terms of our roster, we have three seniors, um, one of which is a main cog in our our offense, Jacaden Barkley, who's been with Excel his entire high school varsity basketball career, is currently averaging about 19 points a game for us, a little over 19. Uh, Caleb Landrum. <laughs> And Matthew Simon are uh, new to Excel. They transferred in. They were, they were both previously at Etowah. I don't think they played basketball at Etowah, but but they're providing um, kind of spot minutes for us, uh, mainly uh, defensive type players for us. Um, you know, we have a couple of other players that are that are main uh, contributors offensively. That's Jacob Taylor, who's a sophomore this year. Um, uh, freshman Kyron McClendon, who I, I feel like uh, when it's all said and done, is going to be one of the the uh, best high school players to come out of our area. And, I mean, and, and not to take away from Jacaden and, and, and Jacob, uh, but they're, you know, they're a little bit older. But in their own right, I feel like, um, you know, we have one of the best guard rotations in the area. Um, you know, our, our other kid that's helping with a lot of different things, is Kamari Nettles. We talked about him during the break, um, uh, Mr. Hyde. And, and Kamari is a sophomore this year, doing a lot of different things for us, not just providing scoring punches, but he's emerged as one of our guys that rebounds uh, within that that difficulty of being undersized. And he's kind of surprised us with, with uh, getting in there in the middle and mixing it up. So uh, you're off to a good start at five and five. I, I was doing a little research this week, David. It looks like uh, the top three teams from your region of six teams will advance to the 12-team GAP state tournament starting uh, February the 13th. Uh, and the top two teams from your region will receive first-round buys. So you got a good shot to get pretty deep into your GAP state tournament. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I, right now, if we had to really, really – Look at it closely. I think the the um, the other stronger teams in our region are are uh, Shiloh Hills and Unity. Um, you know, Unity is I think a little bit up and down. Um, they played a tough non-region schedule as well, uh, but it's kind of hard to you know it's really kind of hard to gauge it completely. 
you don't really know until you get on the court and, and, and sure. uh, you know, you tip off. I mean, you know, we had a game against Airway earlier in November, Airway Christian Academy, and we thought they were going to, um, you know, be a team that we really struggled with. And once we got on the court, one, you know, they were taller than us, but we were able to figure some things out, you know, kind of play that chess match and and uh, find some things that, that we could be successful at during the course of the game, and it worked out for us. Well, Coach, good luck to you as the season progresses, and uh, please stay in touch. We'll have you back again. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and as I always say, I really, really appreciate what you guys do. It, it's amazing. Coach David Archer of the Excel Christian Academy Eagles. We're up on our next break of the morning with some Georgia headline news. And then we'll be back uh, with Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers. So stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. Don't let heating or cooling needs create unwanted stress in your home or business. Allow the licensed pros at All Weather Heating and Air to get your system updated or repaired. With refreshingly affordable prices, let All Weather provide an honest, consultative quote for your system today. Call 770-315-5909, visit Allweather at 333 North Tennessee Street in Cartersville, or learn more at allweatherheatingandair.com. Hey folks, this is Sean with St. Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports in Emerson. So who's ready for some football, high school, college, and pro? You name it, we can't wait. So to celebrate, we're cooking up some great pizza deals all season long. Look us up on Facebook for all of our food and drink specials. And don't forget us when it's time to book that office holiday party or get together. For more information, find us at stangelos.com on the web or call us at 678-719-0495. St. Angelo's Pizza, Old Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Station and Lake Point Sports. Let's go. Good morning, friends. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone a couple of days before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everyone out there. We want to thank you for tuning in this morning. And we were hoping to hear from Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers in this uh, half hour. Uh, But uh, he may, Alan, uh, he may actually be, uh, according to Jackson Hyde, uh, he thinks he may be in that affected area with the power outages. So, uh, if that's the case, we may have a difficult time hearing from Coach Dispro this morning. Well, all you can do is schedule them. You can't make them show up. <laughs> well, we'll we're talking a little bit about the Adairsville Tigers, and we'll jump on and talk about the uh, the rest of the county. Uh, we'll use this uh, time slot to uh, take uh, advantage of some of that. So, uh, the Tigers, as we mentioned, at seven and four on the season, four and zero oh, in Region Six AAA. They have region wins already over Gordon Lee, Ringgold, Ridgeland, and Cahulla Creek. Uh, they still have LFO, Bremen, and a traditionally strong Lafayette team remaining in their first rotation through the region schedule. Adairsville, uh, of course, in that eight-team Region 6 AAA, uh, striving for one of those top four spots to make the state playoffs, uh, you know, and the uh, Tigers in good position right now uh, you would think uh, to be one of the higher seeds in Region 6 AAA headed into their playoff tournament at the end of the season in February to try to squeeze into one of those spots. Uh, again, as I mentioned, uh, they've had uh, several role players to kind of step up into scoring roles this year, and in particular, Trey Winters, 
uh, has been one of the highest scoring players for the Tigers in the early going. Uh, if we don't get to talk to Coach Dispro this morning, we'll have him on a little later on in January and try to catch up on some more of those individuals. Uh, of course, next week, the Adairsville Tigers, girls and boys, will be hosting their uh, annual holiday tournament. And I know they've got uh, a lot of teams coming in there, eight girls teams, eight boys teams. There will be games uh, throughout the day starting at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, and they'll start at 10 a.m. each of the three days of the tournaments. There'll be eight games every day at Adairsville High School with the championship game Friday night at 7 for the girls and 8.30 for the boys. So I know Woodland is in that tournament and Adairsville locally. And, of course, we talked to Coach David Archer of Excel this morning. The Excel boys are going to be playing in that tournament as well. So, Lots of high school basketball action coming up at Adairsville beginning next week. Let's try to catch you up on all of the teams now in the county. We'll take advantage of this little time slot here. Starting with Excel, we mentioned Excel is 0-8 on the girls' side. Their next game will be Christian Heritage on January the 6th. And the Excel boys, we talked about them earlier. They're 5-5 and on the year. They're in 2-0 in Gaps Region 1. They open play in the Adairsville Holiday Tournament next Wednesday morning uh, in an early game. Uh, I think it's at 1130. They take on South Paulding in their first-round game. Speaking of Adairsville, the girls under coach Melissa Winters, uh, the Lady Tigers are 7-2 and two on the year, 4-0 and oh in their start in Region 6 AAA. Uh, they did lose to Sonoraville last Friday night, uh, but uh, they are uh, will be – uh, looking to bounce back as they host their tournament uh, the 28th through the 30th. That's next Wednesday through Friday. They'll play North Laurel out of Kentucky in the first round of that tournament on the girls' side. The boys under uh, Coach Dispro, 7-4, 4-0 in the region. They beat Sonorable last Friday night, handing Sonorable their first loss of the year. Uh, they then went on to play in the Spalding Drive Tournament down at Wesleyan High School. They suffered losses to Stevenson and Oglethorpe County before beating Greene County uh, Wednesday in the final round of that tournament. And, of course, they will open against Woodland to begin their tournament next Wednesday. The Cartersville girls are 6-2 and two on the year. Uh, they had wins over Sandy Creek and Harris County at the Carrollton High School Tournament uh, this past week. Coach Tobin's uh, Cartersville boys are two and four. They had a loss to East Paulding. They beat Mount Zion Carroll at the Carrollton SMI tournament and then lost to North Paulding last Saturday. They'll play three games in the Pickens Holiday Classic a Wednesday through Friday of next week. Uh, and then we'll jump down here to uh, Woodland. They are two and seven on the girls' side, two and nine on the boys' side. They just finished up play in the Rome Holiday Tournament, and the Cass girls are 9-1, and one, winners of the Carrollton SMI Christmas Tournament down at Central Carroll High School. Congratulations to them. And the Cass boys under Coach Kevin Cunningham have now evened their record at 5-5 five and five after a really slow start. They're going to play in the Christian Heritage Tournament up in Dalton Wednesday through Friday. Both the girls and the boys will play in that tournament. The girls play Darlington at 10 o'clock Wednesday. The boys will play Walker Valley of Cleveland, Tennessee 
right behind that girls game uh, next Wednesday. So they'll play three games up there while that Adairsville tournament is going on. We have uh, kind of run through all of the high school basketball in the absence of Coach Alex Dispro in this segment this morning. So uh, we'll take a timeout for a news break. And when we come back in the second hour of Barco Sports Zone, we'll catch you up on local wrestling, how they're doing. And then we'll jump into a lot of other sports topics with the BSC Benchwarmers. So stick around. You're listening to Barco's Sports Zone. Storms come along in life. But when your home or business has an all-star roof and gutters, you have an all-star defense. For free same-day inspections and estimates, call 678-245-9658 or 770-655-0911. Find All-Star Roofing online at allstarroofs.com or find All-Star Roofing and Restoration on Facebook. The new leaders for roofing and gutters, All-Star Roofing. Hi, this is Ivy Jordan. My husband Trey and I invite you to visit us at Latitude Blue under the Church Street Bridge in Cartersville. We are a unique custom-designed pool builder offering Pebble Tech and Imagine Pools. Latitude Blue has a service department that can service and maintain your swimming pool and spa. We also have a full-service retail store stocked with products to increase your outdoor fun. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Latitude Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. Hey, good morning, friends, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, our final show of the 2022 year. We'll take a break next week uh, and then come back with more of Bartow Sports Zone in the new year. We're brought to you in part by All-Star Roofing, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, Wilson Pools, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, First Class Collision Center, Latitude Blue, all-weather heating and air, Johnny's New York-style pizza, Schottenkirk Honda, Hydro Pro Wash, and three-way campers. We want to thank uh, Coach David Archer, Jr. of the Excel Christian Academy Eagles for joining us in the opening hour this morning. And we did finally hear from Coach Alex Dispro of the Tigers. We had a little technical issue on his end, but we'll have coach uh, dispro back on the show real soon we'll get him back on here to talk about his tigers we told him uh, that we didn't talk too badly about him in his absence this morning so uh, we'll uh, get a copy of the show out to him real soon next week uh, as i mentioned no show uh, we've got uh, several other commitments for our group of bench warmers so uh, we'll take the week off and then we'll return with our next show in the new year on Friday, January the 6th. Right now, the plan is to have some of our local high school wrestling coaches join us on the show on January the 6th. That'll be the day before they all uh, compete in their region and area duels tournaments. Uh, So we want to catch up with all of our wrestling coaches in the county uh, prior to that taking place. And speaking of wrestling competitions, let's kind of Give you a run through on where everybody stands right now. They're all off to solid starts, uh, preparing for their area duels that first weekend in January. Adairsville 
Uh, they will be uh, competing at Cass, one of three local teams competing at Cass next Friday. Uh, they're calling it the Guerrilla Warfare Duels at Cass High School. So uh, Dearsville will be there on Friday. They've been off to a good start uh, in their early competitions as they get ready for their Region 6 AAA or area duels. Woodland beat Cherokee last Friday uh, and then finished 40th at the prestigious 62-team Christmas knockout tournament down in Kissimmee, Florida. It was a 10-state field in Kissimmee, uh, the Florida Knockout Classic, and Woodland uh, annually makes that trip down there along with Cass. They had uh, at least four guys uh, to go uh, either three and two or two and two in the tournament. So they'll be uh, 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 revving up, if you will, to get ready for the area duels that will be at Cartersville High School this year. Cartersville hosting the uh, Region 7-5A duels. Cartersville uh, finished 15th out of 18 teams at the Jefferson Invitational last weekend. Eden Neal at 126 pounds was the top performer for the Canes. He went one, uh, 4-1 on the day to finish third individually in his weight class. Uh, next up for Cartersville will be those guerrilla warfare duels at Cass on uh, one week from today on the 30th. I think they get started out there at 8 a.m. a week from today. And then Cass did really well down in Kissimmee uh, at the Florida Knockout Classic. Uh, the Colonels finished fourth out of 62 schools in that tournament, uh, featuring teams from 10 states. It included nine different state championship teams uh, from around the southeast from last season in their respective states and classifications. Jake Craps of Cass won the 126-pound division Tyler McKnight was runner-up at the 145-pound division, and Lee Camp finished third in the 106 division. Uh, five other cast wrestlers went either four and two or five and two in the tournament. And of course, as we mentioned a couple of times already, uh, they will be hosting the Guerrilla Warfare Duels next Friday. So Jackson, we get a chance to see three of the local teams: Adairsville, Cartersville, and Cast potentially in action against one another uh, next Friday. Yeah, I would encourage uh, all the local folks uh, in our listening area, if, if you get a chance and may have never seen uh, wrestling in person, it is a, uh, it's a heck of a fun thing to watch. It's very fast-paced and going to be some quality wrestling there at, at CAS next weekend for sure. Yeah, a great event, and uh, hopefully you'll get out there and, and see some of those folks cast uh, the defending state champions. Uh, they'll put that uh, title on the line as we move into the area uh, situation with the duels coming up on January the 7th. I did want to mention before the break, uh, Trevor Lawrence's performance last night with the Jaguars. They beat the New York Jets 19-3. to They're now 7-8 and eight on the year. He was 20 of 31 passing for 229 yards. He had no interceptions. He didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he did run for one, and he had 51 rushing yards last night as the Jags have now won three straight and are just a half game behind the Tennessee Titans, who have now lost four straight heading in to tomorrow's game against the Texans. So, Jackson, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are right in the hunt. Absolutely. I think they've got a really good shot uh, to win that division. Uh, as you mentioned, four four losses in a row for Tennessee. They're kind of 
uh, trending downward where the Jaguars are trending upward. And it appears to me that the game is uh, slowing down a good bit for Trevor. Some good offseason acquisitions for the Jaguars really helped, but they're, uh, uh, they're really showing, he's showing that uh, they're capable of winning that division. Absolutely. Let's take our next break here on Bartow Sports Zone. We come back, we'll talk some college football when we return. For more than a decade, Hydro Pro Wash has been the experts in soft washing and exterior cleaning for your home and business. Trust Hydro Pro Wash to provide guaranteed quality service at a fair price. Cleaning building exteriors, roofing, driveways, decks, windows, and more. And always using environmentally friendly detergents that are safe for your landscaping. Call 678-764-3553. Find Hydro Pro Wash on Facebook or go to My Pressure Washing Pro. At Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville on Main Street, we not only have all the new models like the Civic, Accord, Pilot, Passport, and CRV, but Schottenkirk also has the electrified Insight, Accord Hybrid, and Clarity plug-in. Schottenkirk has a large certified pre-owned inventory, and our award-winning staff can match your needs and budget with ease. We have the new Ridgeline pickup and the Odyssey minivan, too, so give us a shot at Schottenkirk Honda online at Honda of Cartersville.com. Good morning, friends, and Merry Christmas. And welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone as we uh, roll through our final show of the 2022 year. We'll take next week off. There will not be a Bartow Sports Zone show next Friday morning. Uh, we'll be back on January the 6th as we uh, will try to bring in some of the wrestling coaches and talk a little high school wrestling right before their area duels. I want to take a little time right now. I've got Jackson Hyde on the Zoom connection as he travels southbound on, on I-75. Uh, we'll try to squeeze him in here and there, but I want to talk a little bit about some of the bowl games that are coming up this week. Hasn't been a whole lot of uh, – Interesting action out there so far, Jackson, but I've highlighted a few games that are coming up this week prior to the college football semifinals, which we'll try to focus on in our final half hour this morning. One of the games that's coming up tonight is the Gasparilla Bowl down in Tampa, Florida. That features Missouri against Wake Forest. That's a an ACC versus SEC matchup. Uh, and I've made a couple of notes here. Watch out for Missouri. Uh, Wake's, uh, or watch out Missouri. Wake Forest's offense can score, score, score. They're averaging about 36 points per game. I know you're a big ACC follower, Jackson. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've seen about Wake Forest during the year. Uh, just a solid coached football team. They're uh, a team that I kind of had as a dark horse to possibly have a chance to compete for the ACC uh, championship. Um a few, a few hiccups along the way, but you know, a lot of, I think we got two local Carsville football kids uh, on that team. Slocum being one who gets some uh, playing time up there for them. You know, Missouri's had some folks opt out and a few folks hit the portal. Uh, one receiver that's actually committed to Georgia yesterday out of the portal. So it's, uh, they're probably playing some backups that don't normally get in the game. So a little, I'd look for Wake, Wake Forest to probably put up a big number tonight. Yeah, that's always an interesting factor in these bowl games, uh, the non-playoff bowl games. 
Actually, uh, Wake Forest with three Cartersville Hurricanes on the roster. Isaiah Cheney, who's not seen any playing time this year, he's still on the roster. Ja'Cory Johns uh, seeing quite a bit of action uh, on the defensive front. And then Evan Slocum, as you mentioned, on that Wake Forest roster. So we'll keep an eye out for them tonight in the Gasparilla Bowl. Tuesday, a couple of games to look at. The Camellia Bowl in Montgomery. Buffalo against Georgia Southern. I mentioned that one just for Matt Santini, his uh, Georgia Southern Eagles. Clay Helton's first season has the Eagles at 6-6 six and six and Jackson back in a bowl game. Yep. Uh, Clay Helton's a heck of a football coach. I think uh, they got the right guy there at Southern. Uh, you know, it's just sometimes one of those stepping stone jobs where if you have success there, you wind up somewhere else. But hopefully they can uh, hold on to, to Clay and turn that program around, get it back to where it's been in the past. That game is at noon on Tuesday. And then the 3.15 in the afternoon game will be the first responder bowl. That's at University Park, Texas. It features Memphis against Utah State. Memphis quarterback Seth Hannigan uh, is really a lot of fun to watch. He's thrown for over 3,200 yards this season. And, of course, also in that game, former Cartersville Hurricane offensive lineman Jonah Gamble is on the Tigers' offensive line. Yep. Uh, Memphis is certainly fun to watch. If you like high score and fast-paced football, it's a fun team to watch. If you've got nothing going on, be worth be worth tuning into that one. Yeah, that should be an interesting one and uh, maybe – a little bit up and down the field, if you will, between the Memphis Tigers and the uh, Utah State program. On Wednesday at 9 o'clock, that's a late start, but uh, if you have a little holiday insomnia and want to stay up and watch that one, the Texas Bowl uh, out in Houston will have Ole Miss against Texas Tech. You've got former Canes kicker Jonathan Cruz who has now declared for the NFL draft in the spring. He will be kicking in his final collegiate game. Of course, he was a a Charlotte 49er up until this season. Now a uh, star kicker for the Ole Miss Rebels and has had uh, probably his best uh, season of his college career. Uh, The other interesting thing about that game, Jackson, the winning coach has to put on a cowboy hat. So it could be a lot of fun to see if Lane Kiffin gets to put on that cowboy hat. Yeah, I would, uh, I would think he will. <laughs> I w- that's going to be a, an interesting game, but I think the, the Ole Miss offense is probably a little too much for Texas Tech, but we'll, uh, th- that will be a game. That's what I'm going to tune into. I've, I've always loved watching Jonathan Cruz. I obviously watched him for four years there at Cardinal and, uh, Hope the best for him, and uh, I think he's got an NFL career in his future. I really do. He's got a good leg. Yeah, uh, Matt Santini takes a lot of pride in talking about how uh, he was his uh, greatest proponent out there trying during his high school career, wondering why folks weren't knocking on his door. But as you and I both know, uh, the college kicker uh, situation, uh, most of those folks have to start as walk-ons and then uh, grow into a scholarship situation. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of your bigger programs. You would think with 85 or so scholarships, they could uh, afford one for a, a sometimes a game changer. You know, field position from the punters and the kickoffs into the end zone from the kickers is can be a game changer at times. It's funny how that works. And of course, uh, you know the high quality folks. They always end up on scholarship uh, and are taken care of. 
but it is an interesting aspect to the college recruiting game in that uh, they don't usually uh, make those offers to folks right out of high school. They want to wait and see how they develop. And, of course, kickers and punters uh, do tend to get a lot stronger as uh, they develop through uh, their college careers and get ready for the pros. The other game I want to talk about, we'll squeeze in here before the news break, is on Thursday of next week, a 5.30 kickoff in Orlando, the Cheez-It Bowl. That's Oklahoma against Florida State. Oklahoma has had one of its worst seasons in a quarter of a century. Florida State much improved. It'll be interesting to see if Oklahoma can bounce back or Florida State just keeps on climbing. Yep, for folks that don't follow college football very close, you see that bowl game and think, man, that's must-see TV, two quality, historically great programs. And uh, one, like you mentioned, in Florida State, who's turned it around, had a, had a really good year. But, man, Oklahoma really struggled this year. So, um, you know, I guess that's one of the positives for the bowl games. They they can end on a win, which is a, a good thing for, for Oklahoma or Florida State, whichever team can come out on top there. Yeah, the uh... – Last two I'll mention are on Friday, Notre Dame against South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. Uh, that's uh, uh, an interesting matchup, if you will. And then the Orange Bowl is Tennessee against Clemson, uh, properly named the Orangest Orange Bowl ever. And, of course, uh, it's also going to be known as the We Lost to South Carolina Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, South Carolina is, is maybe one of the hottest teams right now. I mean, coming off two big wins. I wish uh, Hendon Hooker was healthy and could play in that Orange Bowl. That would uh, make that very interesting there in Miami. And then before the semifinals start, Alabama and Kansas State. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which of those teams is even motivated to be there. That's the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. Time for a news break here on Bartow Sports Zone. We come back, we'll kind of break down the Georgia-Ohio State matchup. With an incredible selection of party equipment, everything from tents, tables, and chairs to glassware, flatware, and concessions equipment, Rents for Events in Cartersville has been the go-to provider for all of Northwest Georgia for years. Planning your wedding, anniversary celebration, birthday party, church, or school event? Rents for Events has every detail covered with free estimates and same-day consultations available. See the full inventory at rentsforevents.net. Stop by their office at 50 Zena Drive. Call 678-899-6000. That's Rents for Events. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care at 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, our final show of the 2022 year. We welcome you in to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here on the Zoom connection with Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios and Jackson Hyde also on the Zoom connection with me this morning. Uh, we want to uh, thank our guest, David Archer Jr., for joining us in the opening hour this morning and uh, 
We will uh, make apologies for Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers. He was scheduled to join us this morning, had a few technical issues, and uh, we did not get him on. We'll catch up with Coach Dispro and the Tigers uh, very soon in January. We will remind you, though, that they are hosting uh, a holiday tournament next Wednesday through Friday. Uh, Games will begin at 10 a.m. each morning, excuse me, uh, and continue throughout the evening, eight games per day with the girls and boys tournament at uh, Adairsville High School next week. I want to, before we jump into a a little bit of a deeper dive on the Ohio State-Georgia semifinal matchup that's coming up in the college football playoffs, I want to give Jackson a, a chance to kind of talk about the other semifinal, Michigan and TCU. Max Dugan has uh, led the Horn Frogs, a.k.a. the Cardiac Kids, all season. Any chance against the the Wolverines, Jackson? Excuse me. Uh, hey, you know, it's it's an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm not sold on the Big Ten and the schedule they've played and the teams that they've played. Um, and not that I'm that high on the Big 12, but uh, – you know, Michigan, obviously 13-0, and 0, but they're like a plus 25-point differential uh, on the year. It's not like they've just went out and destroyed a bunch of teams that they've played. So it's going to be a uh, – I think TCU will be able to move the ball on them. Um, just be interested to see if TCU can play enough defense to keep it close and give them, give them a chance there in the second half. But uh, I think it'll be the closer of the two semifinal games, personally. Alan, let's uh, bring you in here. I know you've got an opinion because uh, you're a huge Georgia Bulldog fan uh, like myself. Um, You've had a chance to kind of pay attention here late in the year to Mm -hmm. Michigan and TCU. How do you see that game playing out? You know, uh, I'm going to have to lean the same as Jackson said. I I don't know how the Wolverines let that one go unless they just, with the four weeks that you have, and you just end up either overthinking it or you just are a little rusty, a little, uh, you just got to shake the cobwebs out when you get on the field. Um, I just don't see how uh, TCU, as strong as they were this season, I just don't see them beating Michigan. I tell you, I said it way back in September on this same show uh, to kind of, Watch out for the Horned Frogs in TCU. Uh, don't sleep on them because uh, they they just kept winning very close games, and they've, they've been competitive in every situation they've been in. I know they lost their conference championship game, but they've stayed close, and Max Dugan has just been magical in those late-game situations, Alan. Yeah, but let me ask you this, though. Which, I mean, if you're going to be a fan and you're trying to sell advertising and you want everybody around your television set for the final, which one's better, Georgia-Michigan or Georgia-TCU? Uh, I think um, I think a lot of folks would love to see a Georgia-Michigan championship game just because both those teams are still unbeaten on the year and they've kind of been the two juggernauts. Um, but I tell you, uh, again, I'm going to say, like I did with TCU, don't sleep on Ohio State. I know they our, our memories are that last game where they just got destroyed by Michigan. 
But Ohio State has been a very talented team all year long. Yeah, the thing is, they're going to be going up against Georgia, who has what, uh, including some of those games where they just were like, well, we're not going to bother putting our first and second stringers in. They may score another uh, touchdown on us. They only allowed 12.5 points per game, and I think they only allowed 77 yards of offense, and I think Ohio State's main running back is out injured. That's, that's an uphill battle already for the Buckeyes. Yeah, it will be interesting uh, to see how this long delay impacts those two teams, Jackson. Yeah, uh, kind of bouncing off there what Alan said, I just think the uh, offensively Ohio State's just a little bit depleted. If the running back can't play, obviously they had their number two receiver uh, opt out, chose not to play, uh, which leaves Marvin Harrison as their kind of featured receiver. They really drop off uh, it was receiver after those two guys. Uh, Egbuka and Harrison were both over 1,000 yards receiving this year, and uh, the next closest guy there, uh, a, a junior in, in Jordan Fleming with, with about 400 yards receiving. So it's uh, – um, I think Georgia's just too strong defensively. If Georgia has showed any weaknesses, it's it might be in single coverage on the defensive side of the ball with Egbuka being out – I don't know that they'll have to do a whole lot of that. So, Yeah, I think my my opinion of Georgia so far every game this year, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a slow first half. It feels like it's tighter than it is. It's going to be people can be complaining on social media. And then in the <laughs> second half, all of a sudden, Georgia just opens the gates and Ohio's depleted. Yep, the Fiesta Bowl, one of the semifinals, it'll be at 4 o'clock next Saturday. That's Michigan and TCU, and then Georgia in the Peach Bowl against Ohio State. That's an 8 p.m. kickoff. Let's take a break, and we'll break it down a little further here on Bartow Sports Zone. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. So WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Prepared with dough that's made daily and always the freshest ingredients, Johnny's New York Style Pizza is your family-friendly spot in Cartersville for pizza, a fresh salad, wings, a New York Style sub, or your favorite pasta dish. Johnny's has plenty of daily lunch specials, too. Visit johnnyspizza.com to order online for pickup or visit soon at 244 North Dixie Avenue. Brick oven baked, fresh, and authentic, Johnny's New York Style Pizza. We're all pizza people. Ready to remodel, beautify, or upgrade part of the home or property you love? How about an addition or renovation? Residential, commercial, interior, or exterior? David and Brett Baker with the crew of DA Baker Construction has the expertise to help you realize the full potential of your property. Free estimates and we'll keep you within your budget. Call 770-606-2685 for DA Baker Construction or look for DA Baker Remodeling Contractors on on Facebook. Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, we've got a few minutes left here on Bartow Sports Zone. We're doing a little bit of a deeper dive into the college football playoff semifinal between Ohio State and Georgia that comes up 
uh, one week from tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that. This is our final Bartow Sports Zone show of the 2022 year. So we're kind of jumping ahead to take a look at that game. I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive this week using some material from the Brent Rollins and Dane Young show uh, on UGA's YouTube show, Film Don't Lie, and uh, point out a few of the tidbits they've uh, pointed out on that show. First of all, Ohio State's defense is, is probably underrated, mostly because of what happened in that final game against Michigan. They just have great athletes uh, at almost every position, uh, but uh, the legitimately good offenses that played against Ohio State, I'm counting Maryland, Penn State, and Michigan, they all scored over 30 points against the Buckeyes this year. Uh, and now, uh, you know, we want to make sure everybody understands the Buckeyes have not been 100% healthy all year, uh, but they will have a chance to be a little closer to 100% by New Year's Eve, although, Jackson, they have quite a few players that will be missing. You pointed that out earlier. Yeah, yeah. The, their their 1,000-yard rusher at running back and 1,000-yard uh, receiver both not being in the ball game is going to be huge. I, I, I don't know that they can overcome that offensively to be able to stay with Georgia. To Anybody that can that's going to be able to play with a team like Georgia is going to have to have some depth and some guys step up and play and, and then just having anybody uh, kind of stepped up and proved they can replace those two guys yet for Ohio state. They've got, obviously we've had a break here and had some time to, to get things right and write that ship and find the, the backup that can step up. But uh, I think it's going to be a tough task for them. The Buckeyes play a lot of people near the line of scrimmage defensively, almost always uh, five lined up uh, and sending four most of the time. Their edge rushers tend to be very tall, and uh, they typically get way upfield and wide in their pass rush. Uh, a lot of speculation that that could leave some scrambling lanes this week or for Stetson Bennett, Allen, as, as the uh, uh, Ohio State defense has a little different look for the Bulldogs. Yeah, the thing is, though, and for, for all of Stetson Bennett being basically a, a, a great overall you know, guide on the field, making sure that he's playing the smart game, um, he can run, he can scramble, and he can get out of things. Um, and so I, I just think what, what Jackson's saying uh, and what we've been saying uh, even the first break, there's just too much depth to Georgia that the only way I see Georgia in a, in a, in, in a, in a problem area is if Georgia cho- chooses not to show up. I mean, they just have too many weapons. They've got the best defense against the run. Ohio State's hurting for even if even with the the, the break, they're going to be hurting to, with the two other guys out. I I'm, I don't want to be like all just Homer team, but I mean, it's I don't see how Georgia loses this one in the first in the semis. Well, I promise you, there are plenty of ways that Ohio State, with all that talent, can can do some damage. Let's talk about Ohio State's offense real quick. C.J. Stroud, a two-time Heisman finalist, uh, probably the most precise thrower of the football uh, in college football. He struggles a little bit against pressure, so it'll be interesting to see if the Bulldogs try to bring some pressure. Uh, But Jackson, uh, in film breakdown, NFL scouts will tell you that Stroud is the most precise passer in all of Division I college football. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, the 66%, I think, completion rate on the season, 37 touchdowns with only six interceptions. 
Uh, that 37 to six number there is, is a telltale sign that, uh, he takes care of the football, which is uh, going to be important. I think if, you know, just like any game at any level, turnovers are going to be a, a, can be a factor when you've got two quality football teams playing each other. Uh, both of these quarterbacks, Bennett and Stroud, both do a good job of taking care of the ball. I think each of them have six interceptions on the year uh, after, what, 13 games is, is pretty remarkable. Now, the Ohio State receiving core is a little bit depleted coming into the game, uh, but one of the things that's out there – uh, in film study and film breakdown is that they have an incredibly talented set of receivers at the top of that lineup. Uh, they are number two in the nation in making contested catches. Yeah, that's a stat that I've never really followed. I, I saw your notes on that earlier this week, and uh, that, that could be a factor because, if, if again, I think I've already mentioned it once. If Georgia has showed a weakness defensively, it's when they go to single coverage on the outside. Um, so I think you'll see them probably stay with more of an over-the-top help unless uh, Ohio State chooses to go five wide, which can sometimes obviously put you in a man-to-man coverage situation. Two words when it comes to uh, wild catches, Brock Bowers. (laughs) (laughs) One of the other points that I wanted to make uh, with this statistical film breakdown, Stroud is such a great thrower of the football. He often looks to throw – even when plays break down. In his career, he only has 120 yards in scramble runs, and he has less than 70 yards in design runs in his career. He's a thrower first, uh, and they almost always run out of the pistol with a tailback behind the quarterback. Most of their pass plays come from the gun formation with that sidecar running back. Uh, They throw out of that. Uh, about 80% of the time. So uh, some tendencies. We'll see if they use this month off to kind of self-scout and uh, break some of those tendencies when they take on the Bulldogs. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Bartow Sports Zone. We thank you for being a listener, and we thank you for following us in 2022. We'll see you again after a week off in the new year. Have a great weekend, and Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>